Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations about self-development, family relationships, and evolving faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. Together, we can prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. And with me today is Cheryl Cardall, the host of Fight Like a Mother podcast. And this is particularly fun for me because I was just on her podcast. So we are, we're trading podcasts. We're um, trading uh, off. Yes. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. Thanks for coming on the show, Cheryl. Sure. I'm happy to be here. So what is your question for today? So I would like to chat about how we separate our being identified or our identity with our kids' behavior. Okay. Because often with our kids' behavior, especially if it's negative behavior, it can really do a number on us as moms to bring us down or cause depression even if we're not really thrilled with the choices kids are making. So I would love to have some help on that. Great. So is that something that you personally struggle with? It is. Okay. Tell me more about that. Give me a situation where behavior felt really personal. Okay. Um, I have a son who struggles in school and behaviorally and grades. And I was getting calls almost daily about his behaviors and things like that. And it was really causing great anxiety with me Mm. and uh, making me feel like, you know, because they'd say, what, what should we do here? And I thought, like, you're I the don't know. School. <laughs> I don't know. You're the you're the professional educators. So that was really hard for me because I felt judgment in those phone calls and felt like it was partly my fault and things like that. So there's a situation that I and I know lots of people have those similar feelings too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that is so normal, just so you know. I mean, as parents and particularly as moms, we invest so much time and energy into these little people. And then yeah. to have things not go well, it's it's hard. I mean, so that's just yeah. a totally normal experience. What exactly came up for you? Just like I'm I'm not good enough. I'm failing. What what messages did you tell yourself when you got all those phone calls? I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. It must be my fault. So kind of like, I'm not enough. I'm mm-hmm. not a good enough mom or else this wouldn't be happening. Okay. That last piece is really important, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. I were good enough, this wouldn't be happening. Right. That belief that like what's happening shouldn't be happening and it's my fault is kind of the pain point, uh-huh. right? Yes. This absolutely. shouldn't be happening. So what if, what if it's exactly what should be happening? for you to grow and for your child to grow. Yeah, that's a powerful thought. That what if this is supposed to happen? Right, because it's happening and it's it an experience and mm-hmm. you're probably going to grow from it. Mm-hmm. So try that on. Like what if this is supposed to be happening? This struggle is for me for a purpose and for my child for a purpose or the teachers or other people. Right, right. Yeah, that's a powerful thought. And that can totally change the the feelings surrounding it. Right. Exactly. Because if if it's not if it's supposed to happen, it's like you don't resist it. 
mm-hmm. and you don't have to own it. And then it's not my fault. Right. Right. If it's supposed to happen. It's not my fault. It's just what is. Right. Yeah. I think we have an illusion as parents that we form our children, that we create them and we can mold them. When in my experience, it's more of an unfolding and we kind of nurture this plant that unfolds, but we're not dictating how our child, you know, quote unquote, turns out. So thinking of it as an unfolding and that this is part of that unfolding and becoming a, you know, who, who your child's going to be. Yeah. Because those hard experiences shape us. Definitely. Like we want to protect our kids from pain. We want to protect ourselves from pain, but that's what helps us grow. And that's what shapes us. Yeah. That's life. (laughs) So I wonder if you could think about how might this hard situation at school shape your child in a way that's really amazing and beautiful? Like, is that a possibility? It is a possibility because if he can work through this and he can learn to overcome hard things, challenging things, yeah, he can work through that and that can give him confidence in the future. Right. In this at school. So I can do this next hard thing. Right. So what we're doing is kind of looking like creating this healthier distance from Mm -hmm. the situation Mm -hmm. by changing thoughts and, and kind of playing around with, wow, what's a different way to look at this. And already it feels like, Oh, there are other possibilities that you roads, you may be able to go down that you haven't, you haven't thought about before. Right. Right. But this could be beneficial to him and to you and to me. Mm-hmm. How might this help you grow as a human? I think it will help me grow as a human because I think I can start to separate some of my, there's judgment from me toward him mm. with his behavior. And maybe that can separate, that can help me separate that judgment and just focus on the relationship with him. Yeah. Tell me more about the judgment. Well, I think that feeling he should know better. He should mm. do better. Um, we're doing this again. Some of those thoughts are mm-hmm. come up and I know they're blocking maybe a healthier connection. Mm-hmm. So when you have those thoughts of he should, he knows better, he should do better. This again, how, how do you feel toward him? Um, frustrated. Mm-hmm. I bet. <laughs> Yeah. Right. But I do find that if I can go to a place of empathy for him, because he struggles with a few things, uh, it helps that perspective shift a bit too. So. Yeah. And what if he can't do better right now? Yeah, he, he can't. And that's one of my life philosophies is kids do well when they can. And so I have to remember that sometimes you just have to make, remember to make that shift in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. What you're describing is so hard to do, right? We're talking about it kind of on one level, like, okay, mm-hmm. think this way, but it's so hard to do, to untangle that. Yeah. Um, I had a parenting season that was very excruciating. And what it, what it taught me was that if I continue to identify or personalize this bad behavior, I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. And my child doesn't 
I'm not going to allow my child to have that much power over my emotional life. Oh, that's good. Right? Your child doesn't deserve to dictate how you feel in your own life. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's kind of, that's your realm. That's your stewardship. Mm -hmm. And it's in a way it can be really frightening for kids to have that much power over us to know, like I can destroy my mom with my behavior. Yeah. (laughs) I can destroy her self-worth. Yeah. Well, I think especially when they don't even necessarily have control over their behavior. Right. And then what can happen is your child ends up having to take care of you and, Mm -hmm. you know, try to take care of your feelings and make you feel like a good mom and, Mm-hmm. And then that gets into a whole different set of problems, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is good stuff. Have you have you had this with any other of your kids? Or is this one well, I think particular all kids challenge us, you know, certain times and certain things? Yeah. So I mean, I have five kids, and so you know, they all have, <laughs> have their things. Yeah. Um, but there are some particularly challenging things happen that have happened and are mm-hmm. happening. And so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely pushed and challenged me more during this season. Yeah. Yeah. So often we put this role of mother on ourselves as like, mm-hmm. this is my primary job in the world. And it, and it is a primary job, right? Yes. But whenever we identify entirely with, our relate or we define ourselves by our relationships, we kind of give away that power. Yeah. And so you may want to think about, you know, how can I diversify my identity? Mm -hmm. So I don't identify. So like, if you think about your identity as a pie, you know, a piece of it is motherhood, but it's Mm -hmm. not the whole pie. Mm -hmm. If the whole pie is motherhood and your kids acting out, it's like, forget it. It's rotten. So what are those other slices in your life that kind of define who you are, that you can really nurture during this time where your motherhood identity is, you know, feeling a little insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, friend mm-hmm. Um, and wife, we've really worked on our marriage because it can be challenging on a marriage. Definitely. Yeah. I am a teacher and an educator and a podcaster. And those things have really helped me kind of work through some of these and feel successful in other parts of life. So that's been really helpful. To that's wonderful. That. That's, that's so important to have things when, when one area is not going so well, to have mm-hmm. these other pieces that are yours, that you can control, that you can feel good about, and you can get through that that difficult time. Yes. Um, when, when one child was going through a hard time, I was supposed to go on a trip to go finish writing a book. And this child was in crisis and uh, I was very upset and distraught. And one of my sisters said to me, what are you going to do? Sit around and cry, go write your book. <laughs> like she's going to be struggling whether you write it or not. And I just needed that kick in the pants to, uh-huh. to go and, continue on with my life, even though my child was struggling. Yes. Well, I love that kick in the pants. What are you going to do? Sit and cry? Well, and I had a similar experience when, when I was thinking about the podcast, I wanted to do it. I felt like I should do it. And a friend of mine said, 
you got to do this. She's like, what do you need me to do? I'll be your editor. I'll do whatever you need me to do, but you've got to do this. It's good for you. Get going. She gave me the kick in the pants too. So yeah, that's so great. Those people. Yeah. And you've helped so many people with your podcast. That's one. That's so wonderful that, you know, think if you hadn't done that, if you hadn't continued your personal journey while you're doing these other, you know, the parenting and the hard stuff. That's, that's been really key to my own mental health is to continue that journey of the podcast and things. So, yeah. Do you ever deal with guilt about kind of doing other, other things outside of mom? You know, I think I've kind of worked through that. My mom was a good example of that. She, she didn't work outside the home for pay, but she volunteered a lot in the community. She was always taking classes and learning and growing. And so I felt like I had a good role model with my mom that, and she has always said, go on a trip with your husband or go on a trip by yourself. At least a couple times a year, you'll come back a better mom. And so I feel like I've had a good role model. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I, I ask because I know a lot of women initially feel guilty when they take some time and energy away from family to do something that they want to do. So way to go working. I think maybe when my kids were younger, maybe I, I felt that because mm-hmm. I felt like they were so dependent on me. Yeah. But I think throughout the years, I've realized as I found things that I've loved, it's made me a much better mom. I love that. Do finding things that you love mm-hmm. makes you in addition to your family, your children yeah. makes you a better mom. That, is, that is so true. That's so true. So we we talked about earlier today, I just kind of want to summarize just mm-hmm. how creating that, those different thoughts of maybe, maybe this is exactly where I need to be and where my child needs to be in order to grow into the human that we're unfolding and becoming. Right. Uh, I think that's, that's going to be key. That's key. Journey that's for powerful. you. Mm-hmm. And then to continue doing what you're doing, taking care of yourself, honoring your passions is such a great example to your kids. I agree. I always say we're, we are teaching our children how to be grownups. And by taking care of ourselves, we're teaching them how to grow up and take care of themselves. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And how to balance that. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Great discussion. And I want to uh, you direct, me so much. you're welcome. I want to direct everybody to your fight like a mother podcast and encourage our, my listeners to go listen to yours. Cause it's, it's really great, great stuff for moms. Julie, Julie has a great episode. Um, episode 15 was Julie. So that was a great one to listen to. Motherhood um, is like, out of, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Also go to my website at fightlikeamotherpodcast.com and find me also on Instagram, just under my name. Awesome. Thanks, Cheryl. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you can find information about virtual groups, coaching, online services, and more. Thanks again for listening. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. 
So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.